Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Welcome to Junie B. Jones and the Yucky Blucky Fruitcake Part Two. <laughs> Just five. Two. Two. Five. This means five. I'm holding up two fingers. Two? Mm-hmm. Part two, because we did the first half of the book yesterday. Remember? Oh. Yeah. Oh. I thought you meant like it was number book two. I was like, no. Oh, no. This is book five, girl. Senorita. That's why I said five. Yeah. Okay, we are on page 28 on chapter four, very practicing. After school, I run all the way home from my school bus. That's because Grandpa Miller babysits me in the afternoon, and I wanted to tell her all about the carnival. Oh, I guess it's Grandma, not Grandpa. Sorry, guys. And I wanted to tell her all about the carnival night. Hey, Grandma Miller, it's me, Junie B. Jones, your grand girl. I've got some important news for you. There's going to be a carnival at my school, and I can win hundreds of prizes at that thing. Grandma Miller hurried out of the out of the uh, out of Baby Ollie's room. She looked grumpily at me. Shh, Junie B, not so loud. I just put that baby down for his nap. My shoulders got very slumping. Yeah, only I'm excited down here, Helen. I said. Then Grandma smiled a little bit, and she hugged me hello, and she said not to call her Helen. Yeah, only I didn't even tell you the bestest part, I said, because Miss Re- Miss read me the kind of games they're going to play, and so now I can practice them at home, and I will be the bestest game winner of anybody. I hurried to the laundry room to get those clothespins. They're going to have a game where you drop the clothespins in a bottle, I hollered. Grandma Miller, I hollered to Grandma Miller. Oh my god. How am I already yawning? <laughs> I'm on the page, second page. This is going to be a long night. Except for, I can't find the bottle with in this whole big laundry room. And so I'm just going to drop it in these clothespins in a bucket. Because that will give me a feel for it, I think. I got the bucket away from the mop and then I dropped all the clothes, dropped all the clothespins right in that thing. Hey, Grandma, I did it. I did it. I dropped every single clothespin in this big bucket. And I didn't even miss one of them. I am a breeze at this game. I ran back to her. Now I need some pennies to practice the penny toss, I said. And so Grandma Miller gave me all of her pennies. And so I ran back and threw those guys in the bucket too. And here's another fun thing. When Mother came home from work, she showed me how to put re- how to putt with a real, actual golf club and only no golf balls in this. Let me see the golf balls in this house. So I putted oh. a grapefruit and also a dinner roll. And guess what? That night at dinner, I didn't even growl about sitting on the telephone book because everything was going my way. That's why. After we ate, Mother and Daddy cleaned up the dishes together. They weren't even paying attention to me. That's how come I sneaked into the bathroom to practice another game. Oh, no. Its name is Throwing Sponges at the Principal. First, I got the sponge from underneath the sink. Then I made it soaky wet with water. Ready? Aim. 
fire, I said. Then I throwed the sponge with all my might and it splashed right in the middle of the toilet. Bullseye. I made a bullseye, I hollered real excited. Only just then, I heard a knock at the door. Junie B, what are you doing in there? Open the door. Oh no, it was mother. I was in big trouble, I think. My heart got very pumping on account of I'm not actually allowed to play in the toilet. So I quick flushed the sponge down oh. Oh, the pot. Only too bad for me because that dumb, that dumb thing got stuck in the hole. And the water kept on getting higher and higher. And then it runned right over the top. Mother banged harder. I said, open this door. I did a gulp. Yeah, only it's a little bit splashy in here right now. I explained kind of quiet. Mother unlocked the door with a key. I smiled very pleasant. Hello, how are you today? I said. Mother hollered the name of Robert. Robert's my daddy, except for sometimes he's Bob. He came running in there. Well, good night, folks, I said. I tried to sneak out of there, but Mother held onto my shirt. And so even when I kept walking, I kept staying. <laughs> That's funny. She made me help her and Daddy dry up all the water with towels. After that, I had to take a bath. Only, I don't know why, because I was already wet from the toilet. Oh, barf. <laughs> After bath, my mother tucked me into bed, and we had a little talk. Look, Junie B, Daddy and I know that you're excited about the carnival, she said, and we know that you're having fun practicing games, but you're worrying too much about winning. Nobody can win all of the time. Right, she said. Right, I said. And besides, the fun of a school carnival isn't whether you win or lose. It's the fun of the school carnival. It's the fun of a school carnival. The fun of a school carnival. Oh, my gosh. Dirt, the fun of a school carnival is just playing the games in the first place, right? She said. Right, I said. So we'll go to carnival night on Friday and we'll have a great time and we won't worry if we don't win any prizes at all. Right, she said. Right, I said. Mother kissed me goodnight. See you in the morning, she said. Right, I said. After she closed my door, I waited for her feet to walk away. Then I quick took out my flashlight from underneath my pillow. I shined it around my room. First, I shined it on. <sighs> okay, yawn number two. First, I shined it on my dresser. Then I shined it on my toy box. Then I shined it on my brand new bookshelf daddy made me. I smiled and smiled. That's where I'm going to put them, I whispered to myself. That's where I'm going to put all my hundred prizes. She did not listen to what her mother just said, did she? No. Chapter five, stupid, dumb carnival games. Carnival night was Friday after dinner. Daddy drove me and mother in the car. Only not baby Ollie, cause he's a fussy budget, that's why. <laughs> I unbuckled my seatbelt and looked out the window. Hey, I said, look at all those lights on the playground. It looks like a real live carnival out there. I looked harder and guess what else? There are clowns at this place. Only I don't let them get near me. Only don't let them get near me, okay? Because clowns are not normal, I think. Hey, there's my bestest friend named Lucille, I yelled. I hurried up out of the car. Lucille, hey, Lucille, look, it's me, Junie B. Jones. I'm at carnival night. Me and Lucille runned at each other. She had red hearts painted on her face. Look at me, Junie B. Look how beautiful I am, uh, beauteous I am, she, I, she said. I just got my face painted by Miss Hall, the art teacher. 
She puckered her lips up at me. See my lips? My Nana put red lipstick on them so they, they would match my hearts. Lucille's lips were shiny and slickish. I tried to touch the bottom one, but Lucille said, don't smudge me. Then mother and daddy caught up with me. Daddy had bought tickets for all the carnival games. Ready to get started, he said. Yes, I said, because I've been waiting for this exciting evening my whole entire career. I runned and runned until I found my most favorite game. Its name was putting the golf ball. There was a long green carpet there, and the carpet had a little hole with a flag in it. And also, there was a man holding golf clubs. I ran up to him. <sighs> Yawn number three. Guess what? I'm going to win the prize of this thing, I said, because I've been practicing my putting very hard. Good for you, said the man. Then he gave me a golf club, and he put a teeny white ball in front of me. It was the teeniest ball I ever saw. I looked at that. I looked at it for a long, a real long time. Then I tapped it. I mostly just put grapefruit, I explained. The man did a frown. Hurry up, okay? There are other children waiting, he said. Yeah, only I can, I also use a dinner roll, I told him. Please, he growled, just hit the ball. And so that's how come I felt pressure inside me and I swinged the golf club way too far back and I hit the teeny ball very hard and it zoomed right off of the green carpet and flied in the air and it bounced and bounced. And the people shouted the words, ouch. I gave the man back his golf plug and then me and mother and daddy rushed over there very to there very fast. Ooh, how many yawns is that? Four. I think that's four. Mother looked upset. Why don't we try a game that she doesn't actually have to kill, or that she can't actually kill someone, she said. Hey, I know a game where I can't actually kill someone, I shouted, and its name is Clothespin in a Bottle. I runned over until I found it. Clothespins, please, I said to the lady. She gave me five of them, and then she told me the instructions. Just to hold the clothespins at my waist level and drop them in one by one at a time into this milk bottle, she said. She put an empty milk bottle down at my feet. It had a little hole at the top where the milk pours out. Drop two clothespins in the bottle and you win a prize, she said. I stared and stared at that little hole. How come that hole is so little, you think, I asked the lady. I don't know, she said. Just go ahead and start. I scratched my head. Yeah, only I don't even know how cows can squirt their milk into each teeny tiny thing, I said. The lady tapped her foot. There are other children waiting, she told me. What number is that? Five. Oh my gosh. The lady tapped her foot. There are other children waiting, she told me. I looked up at her. Have you ever thought about using a bucket, I asked. Just go, she crouched. Then I felt pressure inside me again, and I hurried and dropped my clothespins into the teeny hole. Only every single one fell right on the floor. <laughs> This is because she should have done it slow. Mm-hmm. See, I said, I told you that dumb hole was too little. And just then the clown saw me being mad, and he grinned a giant smile at me. I hided behind my mother's skirt. Don't let him get near me, I told her. Only the clown ran right over, and he peeked his white face close to me. His teeth were big and yellowish. Back off, clown, I shouted. Then Daddy closed his eyes, and Mother said the word, oh my. 
After that, me and mother had a little talk. It was called No Screaming, Back Off, Clown. Only, I never even heard of that rule before. My nose got sniffly. Carnival night isn't fun. Isn't being fun, I said. Very sad. And so that's how come daddy bought me an ice cream cone. And mother bought me a red balloon. And so that's how come... Oh, nope, I read that. Only too bad for me, because when she handed me the string, my ice cream dropped on the ground and my balloon string slipped right out of my fingers. I bended my head back and watched the balloon fly, float up to the sky. Then my eyes got tears in them, and I said the word of poop. <laughs> Chapter 6, Bullseye. Carnival night was being the worstest night of my life, that's because I kept on losing at every single game. I lost at penny toss, and I lost at ring toss, and I also lost at stupid fishing booth, except all of you have to do, all you have to do is hang a fishing pole over the table, and somebody puts a toy on your pole. Only, I got a stupid, dumb comb on my pole, pole and that's all. Hey, what kind of stupid, dumb prize is this, I said. A stupid, dumb comb isn't even a toy, because I can't even play with that stupid, dumb thing. Yes, you can. You can return it to mustache. That's true. Daddy sat me down on a bench. Me and him had another talk. It was called Stop Saying the Word Stupid and Dumb. And also, I have to appreciate my comb. Just then I heard a voice holler at me. Junie B. Jones! Junie B. Jones! I've been looking all over for you, all over the place. I turned around and it was my other bestest friend, Grace. She was holding lots of stuff in her hand. Look, Junie B. Look at all my prizes. I won a shiny plastic car and some pretty barrettes and a delicious red lollipop and two rubber bugs and an eraser that looks like a hot dog. See them? See all my good stuff? Yeah, so, I said. That Grace did affront me. How come you said yes, so? How come you're grouchy at me, Junie B? And why are you just sitting here on a bench? I did a mad breath. I'm appreciating my comb, that's why. Don't you know anything, Grace? Just then, Daddy walked me away from that, Grace, and he said, I better shape up, little missy, or else I'm going home right now. <laughs> Mother told Daddy to calm down his blood pressure. We have three tickets left, she said. Let's take some deep breaths and start all over again. What do you think, Junie B? Do you want to try the sponge throw? That sounds like fun, doesn't it? Then Mother held my hand at me and... Me and her went to find the sponge throw, and then Daddy kept on doing his breaths. The sponge throw was right in the middle of the playground. The principal was there. How many is that? What? How many yawns? Six. Six, okay. He was standing behind a board with a big clown suit painted on the front of it. Only instead of a face, there was a round hole cut in the board, and principal's head was sticking out of it. His face and hair were very drippity. That's because kids kept hitting him with the sponges. It looked like the funnest game I ever saw. I hurried up and got in line, except for just then something very terrible happened. And its name is that gem I hate got in line right behind me. Boo, he said. Oh, boo, he said. You, do not, you did not scare me, gem, I said. Yes, I did too. No, you did not. Yes, I did too. And anyways, you shouldn't even be in this line because girls can't throw sponges as good as boys, he said. Yes, they can too, I said, because I even practiced this game at my house and I made a bullseye right in my toilet pot. So there. 
That means that mean Jim laughed her around. P.U. Junie B. Jones plays in her toilet, he hollered. And so all the other kids started laughing too. Just then, the sponge lady tapped on me and she handed me two soaky wet sponges. Your turn, sister, she said. Only I just kept standing there and standing there because all those mean kids wouldn't stop laughing. And guess what? I don't even know if I can throw these things now because all that laughing is ruining my self-esteem, I said. Sorry, sis. Either throw the sponges or get out of line, the lady told me. And so finally, I took a big breath and I aimed my sponge at Principal's baldy head and I throwed with all my muscles. Missed him, you missed him, ha 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 ha. That saying that Jim I hate. That's how come my temperature boiled over. And so I quick spun around and I throwed my other sponge right on that meanie boy's head. <laughs> Look, it's kind of funny. She, you know, she is kind of funny. I mean, she is a little stinker, but she's pretty funny, you have to say. And some of the things she thinks of, you're like, Wow, she's very, I wouldn't say mature, but she's very old for her age, huh? Mm-hmm. It hit him right in the kisser. Bullseye, I shouted very happy. Then I runned out of that place as fast as I could because I was in big trouble, that's why. Ooh, her dad looks super not happy. <laughs> Judy B. Jones yelled mother. Judy B. Jones yelled daddy. I runned and runned until I saw the giant moonwalk tent. Then I climbed in, I quick climbed inside of it and I throwed my shoes out the door cause no shoes in the loud. Ooh. How many guns? Seven. Seven. Cause no shoes allowed in there. The moonwalk tent is like a big puffy house. You can jump far and wide in that place. And I jumped and jumped until sweat came down my head. This is the funnest jumping I ever saw, I said very springy. <sniffs> Except for just then, the tent lady blew her whistle. Time's up, she yelled. I peeked out the door. Then mo mother and daddy were waiting for me. They were not smiling. I think I'll stay in here, I said. Just then, daddy came over and he lifted me right out the door. I smiled very pleasant. Hello, how are you today, I said. But daddy did not say hello. He just carried me right back to that mean gym. Then he made me say apology to him and also to his mother. Sorry I throwed a sponge on your meanie, meanie boy's face, I said. <laughs> then Daddy rolled his eyes way far back in his head. He carried me back to the moon tent again. Get your shoes, he said. We're going home. Yeah, only I was just starting to have fun, I said. Plus, I don't even didn't even get to do the cakewalk yet, and it is my very in my very own room nine. I told you to get your shoes, Daddy said very grumpity. And so I went to the shoe pile, but I could only find one shoe and not the other one. I tapped the tent lady. Can you help me find my other shoe? See what, see what they look like? They're shiny and black with a strap that buckles. Their name is Pat and Leather. <laughs> then me and her and Daddy and Mommy looked for my other shoe, but we couldn't find it anywhere. Darn it, I said. Now my feet are ruined. I started to cry a teeny bit. Then Daddy smoothed my hair and he said the word, don't worry. You and Mother go to the cakewalk, he said, and I'll stay here and find your other shoe. 
weeks. And so then mother holded my hand and we walked over to room nine with just pet and no leather. Because <laughs> she only had one shoe. Chapter seven. Winning! Oh good, she finally wins something, huh? Room nine looked very fun. Music was playing in that place and children were marching in a circle. They were stepping in, a, in on big squares with paper numbers on them. That's the cakewalk, Mother explained. You walk around in a circle until the lady stops the music. Then she pulls a number out of the hat. And if you're standing on that square with the same number, you win a cake. My mother pointed to the table with cakes on it. See all the delicious cakes you have to choose from, she said. I looked at all the delicious cakes. Then my mouth got very watering and I did a little bit of drool on myself. All of a sudden, the music stopped and all of the children stopped too. The cake lady reached into the hat and she pulled out a number. Number five, she said very loud. Hey, that's me, I'm on number five, shouted a boy with red hair. Then he ran to the cake table and picked out a chocolate one for his prize. Yum, I said. This looks like the most delicious game I ever saw. <laughs> I gave that cake lady my ticket, and guess what, I said. This is my last chance to win a prize, except for I won a dumb comb. And I also got to throw a sponge at a kid that I hate. <laughs> Plus, I jumped until sweat came on my head, but then I couldn't find my shoe named Leather. And so that's how come I have a sock foot. The lady looked funny at me. Yes, well, uh, good luck to you, she said. Good luck to you too, I said back. Then I skipped very fast to the squares with the numbers on them. Okay, ready? Anytime you are, I yelled. But the cake lady kept on waiting and waiting for other kids to come. It took a very long time. That's how come I got ants in my pants. And then I did huffing and puffing. Then I folded my arms and I tapped my foot. Hey, I'm not getting any younger over here, I shouted. <laughs> Finally, the cake lady clapped her hands. Boys and girls, I'm going to start the music now. And I would like you to march in an orderly circle. But remember, as soon as the music stops, you stop too. After that, she turned the music way loud. I did my bestest marching. My feet are very bouncing and my knees went way high in the air. <sighs> How many yawns? Eight. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden... Just like before the music stopped, and all of the children stopped too. The cake lady reached into her hat. Number three, she hollered. I looked down at my square. Hey, that's me! It's me! Look, I'm standing on the number three, and so I'm the winner, I think. Mother clapped her hands. It is you! You are the winner, she yelled. She had relief on her face. Go pick out a cake. Any cake you want, she said. I zoomed over to the cake table and looked at all those yummy flavors. There was chocolate and orange and lemon and white and coconutty and cupcakes and donuts and brownies. Also, there was a secret cake wrapped in shiny aluminum foil. What kind is that one, I asked. The cake lady wrinkled her nose. Oh, I don't think you want that one. That one's a fruit cake, she said. I smiled real big. Yeah, I hollered. Yeah, for delicious fruit cake. Because... Fruit is the best thing I ever love, and so i that's the one that I pick. The mother shook her head. No, Junie B. It's not the kind of fruit that you think it is, and you're not going to like it. I stopped smiling. Yeah, only it's not fair and square of you, because I, you said I could pick any cake I wanted, and now I pick the fruit cake, and you said I can't have it. 
Mother rolled her eyes up to the ceiling. Fine, take the fruitcake. She grouched. This is why you should always take your mom's um, advice. Don't you think? Yeah. She lifted it off the table for me. No, Mimi, I want to carry it, I hollered. It's very heavy, said Mother. Yeah, only that's how come I have my muscly muscles in my arms, I explained. I bended my arms to show her. See? See my muscle bump? That's how strong I am. Finally, Mother put the cake in my arms and it dropped on the floor. Whoa, I said, that is the strongest fruit I ever felt. Now, do you want me to carry it? Mother asked. No, I said, because I got a great idea in my head. Then I put my heavy cake of fruit down on the floor and I dragged it right out of the room nine. I dragged my fruitcake down the hall and Mother walked behind me. Her cheeks were very sucked into her head. Want to drag it? Want to drag my fruit? My cake of fruit, I asked her. Mother said the words, I'll pass. That's how come, I feel like Junie B's mom and I would be great friends because she's funny. That's how come I dragged my fruitcake to the moonwalk tent all by myself. And guess what? Daddy was waiting with my other shoe. It had gotten stuck under that big tent. And we didn't even see it there. I put it on my foot. Hooray, I said. Now everything is happily ever after because I have my shoe named Pat and Leather and I also have a delicious cake of fruit. See, Daddy? See the cake I want? Daddy looked at my cake in shiny aluminum. Then he looked at Mother. He shook his head very slow. No, he said. Don't tell me. Mother rocked her head back and forth. on Rocked back and forth on her feet. Yupper, she said. Daddy closed his eyes. You mean she picked a fruit cake? said mother. I jumped way high in the air. Yeah, yes, a fruitcake. I picked a fruitcake and now I would like to see what it looks like. Only I can't even lift this big eye off the ground. Daddy picked it up and set it on the table and I pulled the aluminum foil off and just then I stared at that thing. It was brownish and slickish and there were slippery shine on the top. It got rotted, I said very quiet. That looks so disgusting. Yeah. Mother smiled a little bit. It's not rotten, Junie B. She said, that's just the way fruit cakes looked. I looked closer at it. Yeah, only I don't even see any fruits on this gunky thing. Daddy pinched a little piece off for me to look at. He showed me some hard green things and some hard yellow things and some hard red things. And he said, those are the fruit. I put my tongue on the green one. Yuck, I said, block. Just then I heard a voice. Junie B, Junie B, look what I want at the cakewalk. I turned around and my bestest friend Lucille was running at me with a box of fluffy white cupcakes and they had beautiful rainbow sprinkles on them. See, Junie B, see how delicious they look, said Lucille. Yeah, so, I said. Lucille looked on the table where my cake was. What's that, she said. Did you want a cake too? Can I see it, please? I jumped in front of it. No, you cannot, I said. Only Lucille stood on her tippy toes and she peeked right around my shoulder and she made a sick face. Ick, she said. What happened to it? Nothing happened to it. That's just, that's what I said. Then I quick put the aluminum foil back on it again. Then I climbed on the table bench and I pumped my muscles and I lifted my fruitcake way high in the air. This could kill you if I dropped it on you, I'm wondering. This could kill you if I dropped it on your head, Lucille, I said, very straining. Lucille ran to her nanny speedy quick. After that, I got down from the bench and I dragged my fruit, my cake of fruit all the way to my car. Daddy unlocked the door for me. Get in and I'll set your fruit cake on your lap, he told me. 
Yeah, only that thing will squish my legs to flat into flatties, I said. And so Daddy had to put the fruitcake on the seat beside me. I climbed on top of it and buckled my seatbelt. Hey, I can see out the window when I sit on this thing, and it doesn't even smush down, I said. Daddy made a rhyme. Fruitcake, the seat you can eat, he said. Yeah, only I never even want to taste that yucky, bucky thing again, I told him. Mother smiled. But that's the thing about fruitcakes, Junie B, she said. You never actually get, you never actually have to eat it because they never, it never goes bad. Fruitcake has been known to last for years, said Daddy. And if you ever get tired of it, you just put a bow on it and take it and you give it to someone else you hate for Christmas. Then him and Mother laughed and laughed. Only I didn't get that joke. Pretty soon, Daddy drove the car into our driveway. I carried my fruitcake into the house, except for just then I start, it started to slip out of my arms, and so I quick plopped it on the kitchen chair, and I climbed on top of it again. Hey, look how big I am, all the way up, raised to the table. And this fruitcake doesn't even hurt my behind me. I smiled, very happy. This is the most useful cake I ever heard of, I said. After that, Daddy carried my fruitcake into the room for me, and he put it on my shelf. Then him and Mother tucked me into bed. I waited for their feet to walk away. Then I took my flashlight from under my pillow, and I shined it on my fruitcake. The aluminum foil sparkled in the dark. It was the most beautiful sight I ever saw. I smiled some more, because I am a lucky duck to win that special thing. And also, I appreciate my comb. <laughs> Well, at least she turned into a good mood, right? Yeah. Totally. I mean, that stinks. Sounds like she had, like, kind of a not great carnival. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think that she could have done differently? Um, not to have been so slow, and then she would have won. You mean, like, to slow down? Yeah. And, like, not to rush it? Yeah. Yeah. What's one more thing that she could have done differently that um, would have made her name better? To... Um, I have an idea. What? Use patience. Yeah, then she wouldn't have gotten in trouble for smashing a sponge on Jim's head. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. We finished book five of Jimmy B. Jones and the Yucky Bucky Fruitcake. And what did we learn? Don't pick a fruitcake at yeah. a cakewalk at your mm -hmm. school. You know what I would do? What? Pick the prettiest one. Say. Me too. But what if it was yucky and it was old? You know what? If that was the only choice, they were all yucky, I probably wouldn't even pick one. Yeah. I don't think so. I'd be like, ah, no thank you. Because you know what? Food from people's houses kind of freak me out. They do? Yeah, because you don't know if their house is like clean or if it's dirty. I don't know. No thanks. Polite pass, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to say goodnight to everybody? Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us in Peyton's bed, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nighty night. Say good night. Night.